Robots Radio presents... Nerds, geeks, and dweebs alike love their particular fandoms and often challenge those around them to resist the temptation to become fans themselves. Welcome to Resist This, a podcast put on by Focus Fire Chat where we challenge each other to consume various books, TV shows, games, and other forms of content, and then come back and discuss the ups, downs, insides, and outs. This episode, I challenged Green to experience the anime series Wolf's Reign. And yes, I made her watch the whole series, which it's not actually not that long. Well, I guess no, it's, it's it's not. It's only like what is it, twenty two episodes? Well, did you watch? Yeah. Did you watch the OVAs too, or no, just the no, okay, no, no. okay, just the TV? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what are very very first reaction? Just off off the top of your head, what what did you think about it? Um, it's been a while since I've watched any sort of anime and the animes that I've watched in the past have been Dragon Ball Z Mm -hmm. or Sailor Moon. So watching an anime that has a bit more of a magical flair to it Mm -hmm. rather than those two was a little jarring. Yeah, and I will say that Wolf's Reign compared to like Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, like not that they don't have like sure metaphors and stuff in them but like wolf's reign uh is very very much a niche uh indie not well not indie but it's like very artistically um done anime like there's a lot of layers that watching it if you just watch it like once through really quickly i'm not gonna say you won't pick up on it but there's a lot that like you probably should watch it multiple times to to like fully get like the the whole story I will also right. say I'm sad that they didn't make like the OVAs part of the series because the OVAs actually um, conclude the entire thing because the I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember where the TV show actually ended because I've I remember the whole arc I'm trying to remember did they end they end with the defeat of um, Jagura right right okay the, okay yeah there's like yeah. the um overlord type character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's darcia is is evil at the end Did, yes okay okay yeah there's there's a huge twist that goes on in the ova that basically it's very again very artistically done but it's like the OVAs really, I think there were like two, two or three, I can't remember, but they're very long. They're like an hour, hour and a half each. They're like basically small movies. Um, and they start up immediately following the defeat of Jagura. And mm-hmm. then it's basically the wolves and uh, what's her face? Uh, is it Cheza? Uh, yeah. Their, the, their story the- after that. The flower, mm-hmm. essentially. The flower, yeah. flower maiden, I believe, is what. Yeah, flower maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, I so yeah, so like I know, or I think it was when I was talking to you about it. Like I remember thinking, I'm like, hmm, this might be an interesting thing to make her watch, because simply because it's got, it's got it's very it's a very unique style. Like, I, I remember you saying like the intro piece of it, you weren't like super the train scene the, the the music yeah the music to intro well, 
I, as far as the music goes, I, I get the usage of what, why they went with what they did. Mm-hmm. I felt it was slightly jarring, but I, I don't know if that's just the style or just the um, director's choice in this. Because the, the creator of the series was uh, Kiko no, uh, Nobumoto, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I don't know if this is the same for most of the series that he tends to to write. But uh, once I got past the opening scene with the train and you get Sume and his little gang of misfits, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we've got a gang of misfits that are hijacking a train you have one that has superpowers yeah essentially yeah kind of, yeah because that's what it looks like because mm-hmm. you don't you don't really see what happens right right and it's like which is also kind well, of the point too uh right is that you like I, I love the play of perception that they actually go through like because mm-hmm. and it's not revealed i think it's not until like the second or third episode that you actually real that you start figuring out that they are not actually human. They are like they are wolves that are that have like a hallucin like it's basically a hallucination or image over them. Because uh, that was the whole thing with um, oh, what was the little kid that he fell and Sume tried to catch him and he he like the the mirage flickered and the kid freaked mm-hmm. out because it it Sume's Sume's a wolf. And he tries to catch him, but he doesn't have like hands. He actually has just his teeth. And the kid thought he was attacking him and it fell. And I think if I remember right, the kid died, which was actually, it was really sad. Sume was like, well, this is why I don't let anyone close. Like, <laughs> he's right. like, and that's part of the reason why the hunter, the huntsman starts to go after him a little bit more directly. Right. Because right. you have a huntsman character who's after the wolves, but the wolves are... According to like the mythology, the wolves have been gone for years, but there's this one huntsman who I don't know if his I can't remember if his uh, companion is a wolf or uh, blue. Just a... Blue is half a wolf, half wolf. Okay, uh, which is actually how uh, Hige and don't know if it's Kiba, but I know Hige. Hige actually reaches out to Blue, uh, and this this ultimately actually really happens in the OVA like the OVA blue actually there's a huge scene where uh Quint actually sort of redeems himself um mm-hmm. and he he sat like I mean he he dies um it does not end happy well it ends like it ends sad but there's like there's hope still like it's a really interesting ending um but yeah blue is half a wolf uh which is why she is able to that's why she's so good at tracking them is she has like that uh that pseudo magical sense uh that the wolves have she can actually i think the way they kind of explained it was she can see through their mirage so she identifies you know oh that that's not a person that's a wolf uh which is how quint kind of locks in on them well, she also can tell the by scent mm-hmm. too, yes, yeah. not just the sight of them. But I don't think but, she is able to cast, like I don't think she's able to per, like uh, project a uh, cover for herself. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember her doing. Yeah, that. she she kind of like she goes kind of feral in the OVAs, but even then, I don't think she actually ever gains that ability. Okay, 
But, yeah. but there's like four primary wolves, right? Like you have Kiba, mm-hmm. Ige, Tobu, and Sume. Yep. And then uh, and Cheza is the flower maiden. And then. Right, which early on, her whole thing is super weird. <laughs> it doesn't she's get better. <laughs> floating in a test, to- test tube. So. so- <laughs> So, so she's actually created. Mm-hmm. She wasn't born. Right. Like, it was this whole alchemy thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cheza is Cheza's trip. Like trying to figure out what Cheza is is half of the challenge of the anime is like like what are you doing? Like you're really important, but do you actually do anything? Right. And then I, uh, uh... then uh, there's uh, Darcia and Quint. And then is it a share and hub? Mm-hmm. Um, and then did and our, oh yeah yeah that's right because Jagura you you met Jagura did you did you get introduced to Harmonia? I let me pull up her page she, real quick. So it's Jagura's younger sister. I think we see a moment of her, but I don't remember a direct contact with her. Okay, yeah, because that might have been in the OVA. Yeah, because Jagura. That was like half the tension, like, oh gosh, so like you have the whole thing going on with the wolves, which is really interesting and kind of, you know, like very focusing in on the end of the world dystopian thing. And then you have like the humans who are, there's like four different or three different stories going on. There's like the humans chasing the wolves, there's the wolves chasing the flower maiden, and then there's this Uh weird political mess going on with the, with the humans and it all basically stems down to Jagura falls in love with Darcia, but Darcia's in love with uh, Harmonia. And so, mm-hmm. like, and they're siblings, or they're, uh, Jagura and Harmonia are siblings. And Harmonia is trying not to offend her sister, but, you know, right. it's like this whole thing. And so Jagura goes nuts, basically. Um, and yeah, that's the. There's, there's such a weird. As far as like the overtones and the metaphors that are built into it, there's such a huge, I mean, big, big target on the divide between the classes, right? Yes, like you have the much. the nobles mm-hmm. who are flying above everything and have control over everything. That's like Lord Darcia and Jagura and Har- Harmona. But then you have like the normal people who <laughs> don't actually have any sort of connection really to the nobles, except for that they are basically poor people who are working normal jobs and supplying no control nobles, over yeah. anything. And like, yeah. and I think wasn't it? Isn't it? I'll be honest. I animes start blending together. Isn't the nobles are the only ones who are allowed to have the airships? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep, they're the only ones who are allowed to have a lot of different things, if I remember Fair. correctly. Yeah. The, um, the regular humans are, are kind of, it's very, very, very heavy dystopian. Yes. And then you have the that level between nobles and humans, and then you have the dystopia between the humans and the wolves, who used to have a lot more range over things Mm -hmm. and had range of the wild and then they got basically pushed to extinction and had to go into hiding which is why you have quite a few wolves who have learned how to do this magic essentially 
where they can yeah. mask themselves yeah, and kind of, blend in with society. Yeah, it's kind of like this like weird forced evolution of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I just looked up a thing. Blue does actually get her, uh, does actually gain the ability to to um, have to a shift. human to have a human form. Uh, nice. She she gets it after she run she after their paths cross with Cheza, Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. It awakens her wolf blood, her wolf half, and that's what actually causes her to leave Quint and hook up with the four pure bloods, and then mm-hmm. that's when she and Hige get it get together um and yeah so that's that's whole like there there's so many different things going on and i just between the music like the 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 soundtrack of the series is just amazing and then like the art style that they have like especially in the manga the manga's art style Mm -hmm. is just it's it's that really really this isn't this isn't meant to be a pun but it's very flowery like style right um even black and white it's just like very strongly artistic and like the way that they portray the wolves as like these advanced creatures who actually are like beyond most humans is just this really cool concept it's a really interesting twist on that dystopian thing where it's like oh wait humans aren't this humans aren't really the focus of this story like they're there humans are there but we don't really care about most of the humans. They we're watching these wolves. Um, I really liked the art style of the anime itself. Mm-hmm. Like that was actually I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the music side. The music was still really, really beautiful and interesting, with some very weird genre choices <laughs> at times. But the I really enjoyed the layers that you get in the art because if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss. a a layer that's probably going to kind of hint at something to Mm -hmm, come. mm -hmm. There was a lot of foreshadowing in a lot of episodes and you called a lot of callbacks too. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely one of the animes that you have to like, you can't have like, you can't have this on in the background if you want to get, if you want to capture, like if you don't want to be completely confused, you have to pay attention because there, there is definitely a lot of stuff hidden Least favorite character, Tobo. <laughs> Such really? a whiny, really? whiny little boy. Like <laughs> he's oh the youngest. He's, he is he the is. youngest. Like he uh, is. But... Like his story was so tragic with his friend, the the little girl that he makes friends oh, with, yeah. and and then like he's crying in front of her and shifts back into wolf form, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, well, he and that's also <sighs> Tobo's the one with Tobo's the one with the bracelets, right? Yep. He gave with Granny. He gave the one with the collar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tobo. Uh, he gave. He gave is like one of my favorite ones. Like he is like just kind of like that Hige. carefree. He's just completely yeah. okay with doing whatever. <laughs> He's Michelangelo from the he Ninja really Turtles, is. but in wolf form. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, Tobo. Then, Tobo actually, his story was really tragic because he was also um, he was raised by a uh, old lady, human. Yeah, human, mm-hmm. which is why he's like super friendly towards most of the humans. Where the other three were, they were all kind of. I know. Well, Kiba is the the you know big pro. Like he's he is often in conflict with Sume as far as like who's 
the alpha. Yes. But both mm-hmm. of them, you you can tell both of them were raised in the wild. Hige is one of those ones right. that's kind of like, I'm pretty sure he was raised in the wild, but like in the city because he doesn't really care. Like he's he definitely reminds me of um, the coyotes who just like, they're just like, all right, whatever. Like this is this is yeah. cool. But yeah, I mean his his species is a Mexican wolf. He gazes. Oh, like, okay. That that's that's gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So he's like he's the Mexican wolf. Kiba is an Arctic wolf. Yes. Sume is a gray wolf, and Tobo is a very 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 slim red wolf, which yeah, often he's gets really tiny. Mistaken for a yeah, he gets mistaken for a dog all the time, which is why he can blend yes. even in dog form. Oh gosh! Yeah, I forgot the little the little girl that was because that that actually was heartbreaking. The thing that like like the thing with Sume too was like he he like finally the and that was like I think that was the first episode when he actually tries to save the one kid and like but then the sad thing is is like he's con Sume is the one that constantly gets like reinforced that he shouldn't trust humans because like. When when his gang finds out that he's a wolf, they all betray him. Yeah, they and, they abandon him. And then it, I think that's when he runs into Kiba. No, yeah, that's when he runs into Kiba. I think is basically because <laughs> Kiba's yeah, the so, Kiba's the one that refuses to wear the disguise. <laughs> yeah, Sume has his pack of his gang, mm-hmm. and then he runs into Tobo and Kiba. Kiba, I think he runs into first, and then he runs yeah. into Tobo. Tobu becomes basically like a little lost pup and starts following Zume and annoys the bejesus <laughs> out of him. And then Kiba shows back up. Yeah, because Kiba was hurt, and that's how Hige right. got with Kiba. It's because Hige, right. Hige's in the middle Kiba of- Because Kiba got caught. Hige's in the middle of the fortress just wandering around like, oh, what are you guys doing? Uh-huh. Which the detective story too, like you have the the scientist detective mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. character, and then her ex, or like yeah. currently in the process of getting divorced husband, mm-hmm. who is the cop. And then, There's lots of weird little angsty layers in this, yeah. which I think is just par for the course for anime. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not yeah. wrong. Like it, they definitely angst is definitely. I, I. I. I will defer to my wife in that. But I'm pretty sure angst is in all of like at least the popular ones. There's always a degree of angst somewhere. Like I'm thinking all the all the animes that I know my wife loves. They're all super angsty. Like all right. of them, and they're not. I mean, not not all of them are bad either. Like uh, another really good one is X, uh, for like art style purposes. It's it's okay. like it's very it's much more um X is much more harsh like the style is much harsher but it's still kind of kind of similar to Wolf's Rain. Uh Wolf's Rain is very very it it kind of leans into that fantasy presentation whereas X is more of like a modern version of it. Um okay. But I think actually both of them were produced by Bones. Oh no, Bones Bones did Full Metal Alchemist. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Bones did both Wolf Rain and Full Metal. Mm-hmm. And Soul Eater, I think, is their other one of their other big ones. Oh, My Hero Academy. That's the other one. I haven't watched that one oh. yet. I've heard good things about it, but I haven't watched it yet. But Oh man. So like was 
I guess as far as following the story, I know we were trying to talk about like you have to pay pay attention to like not just what's being spoken, but actually what's being shown, which is again something that's often very common, especially with um actually all anime. I was gonna say especially with like the the smaller i don't know about that like dragon ball z you can miss a whole episode that's because if you pick the ones where they're just yelling i mean you don't really (laughs) need much i mean that's like nine episodes back to back of them screaming at Uh, each other yeah don't get me wrong i love dragon ball but yeah dragon ball z got a little ridiculous dragon ball is one of those things where you watch it again as an adult you're like ooh. Oh my! It's very dirty. I'm like, how did I? It's how is this okay dirty. for kids to watch? I so I convinced Julie to watch like the first few episodes of Dragon Ball, and she's like, "Master Roshi is a pedophile." I'm like, "Yeah, you're, you're not you're wrong. not wrong." And I did not to- I totally did not pick up on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember like the first episode of Dragon Ball I saw was when. Goku was in the tournament, so I oh, missed yeah, all okay. of the so, opening episodes yeah. as a kid. Yeah, when he was like really little. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I don't even remember. I rewatched those a while back, and I remember doing pretty much the same thing. I was like, I do not remember this undertone. <laughs> of mm-hmm. this. <laughs> but no, I mean, like Wolf's Rain is one. X is another one. Like a lot of the a lot of the um. Well, and I guess it's because they're so artistic. You know, there, there's, I mean, even Akira. I don't know if you've seen Akira, but Akira is. I have not. Um, it's a very difficult anime to watch, like, because there's a lot of uncomfortable things that happen in it. But if you understand mm-hmm. the story of what it's actually, like, tapping into, it's it's very, very much telling a story, not just through the, the verbal, but also through the artistic. Not to mention the the influences that Akira has had in, in cinematography is just amazing. But, um, but like Wolf's Rain really is one of those things. So like compared to, I guess, other things that you've watched movie wise, like how did, how did it stand? How did, how did it hold up? Was it, was it, was it better? Was it okay? Or terrible? I wouldn't. I would not put it under the ter- terrible category by any stretch. Um, I don't know if I would put it under the category category of I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm not sad about having watched it. Okay. Um, okay. That's just fair. because I I enjoyed the artistic style, and I think that's the my big takeaway from this is that anime this particular type of anime is very very much so built around the idea of it is art mm-hmm. yes. it is still yes animation but it is art and it's very very well crafted and you can tell that they took a lot of time for the story design they took a lot of time for the artistic choices and the music choices like it's very very deliberate in everything which i would put it kind of on the same par as in as far as the care that goes into it as some of the Pixar stuff that's been coming out in the last couple of years that is really mm, impactful. Mm-hmm. Like it's re- like soul. I don't know if you've seen soul. I recently. have not yet. I've been, oh, I've been so told, good. but yeah, I've been told by multiple people I need to watch it. So it's, it's, it's on my list actually of things that I need to watch. It's, I cried both times I've seen it. Like it's been, is that, that one is very, very well done. Is that uh Disney? 
Pixar. Pixar. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But it, that's under Pixar's under Disney now, isn't it? Uh, are they on Disney yeah. Plus? Is that where it is? It is on Disney okay, Plus. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's just, remember. I know that Pixar took the the lead on it as far as their it's, it's, story writing. It's insane. I have like separate lists for all the streaming stuff I have that people are like, you need to watch mm-hmm. this. I'm like, I'm, I, I can't keep track of all of it, so I have to put them on different lists. And yeah. I, don't, I don't have my Disney Plus list right now pulled up. So Did you ever watch Inside Out? Yeah, yeah. I've it's the Soul same is... like artists artistic style. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sort of like it's same artistic style, same kind of depth, but it it's way more impactful. Like I think Soul blew it out of the water as far as being more uh, hit you in the gut. That's a high bar because Inside Out was It is. Inside Out was I mean I know like everyone was like, "Oh, it's a kids movie." I'm like, "No. No, you everyone needs to watch that at least once, I think." It does. Yeah. It does such a good job with, with like, normalizing the concept of hey, everyone has emotions and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's the concept of soul is what is your purpose? Kind oh, of thing. okay, like, okay. So that's the that's the main drive through it, and there's lots of twists and turns. Like it's got more twists and turns than a M Night Shyamalan Shyamalan a Ding Dong kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. But as far as Wolf's Reign, I think the I think it shows very much so that the creators really cared exactly of what they're putting into it. They wanted to tell this multi-level story which to be fair, if I wanted to really get into like all the metaphors, I would probably go back and watch it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But I think I got a pretty good gist of what they were going for with a lot of them, right. especially the noble noble versus human versus wolf type feel that they were going for and there's a sense of struggle that you get in it but i don't think it's overplayed like some some shows tend to go it's a little bit more light touch on that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in so much as you see sume's struggle but you don't dwell just on Sume. It switches so right. quickly from character to character that you don't really get a time to feel alongside the characters, which I think is probably where my distaste that's, for yeah, and that's actually style happens. Of a lot of the criticisms, that actually is pretty much on par with what they're that they said is like it's it was well done, but it was it was too short to really get a connection built with the characters. Um, And so and especially since you have not just the you you not only have a large group of primary characters, but you also have a a pretty good supporting cast, too. Mm -hmm. And all of them kind of get I mean, like the supporting cast definitely get a little bit less time, but like all of them get roughly I mean, they they get a pretty fair share. And so it's like a lot of times uh, I think a lot of the criticisms, though there wasn't much, was basically there wasn't the opportunity to get connected that as as connected as you could have uh and it kind of sometimes gives you the sense that the supporting characters were just basically just there so that they were there it may have been a deliberate choice just because of there's such a a, there's an underlying tone of impermanence right like Mm -hmm. there's yes nothing is permanent in the world yes and that may have been part of the choice for it I don't think they ever come out and talk about it directly or have it as a main feature of the story, but 
I, I could see them making it as part of the creation style specifically yeah. to help guide yeah. that. Yeah, I would be I would be interested if you ever have the interest to go watch the OVAs because the OVAs definitely like it's so there uh, I was looking up there's there's actually there's quote 30 episodes there's 26 episodes of the TV show and then um four OVAs and of the TV shows four of them are basically recap episodes so I don't know if they are included in the ones that you watched usually they aren't for the America market um mm-hmm. but like the OVAs like I was saying at the beginning like the OVAs take up right at where the the uh, episodes end and basically go to the go to the end like they actually have a conclusion it's a there's no like cliffhanger thing you know it's like it's over that's done um Mm -hmm. but like that that thing that you were just talking about impermanence is a huge thing that goes through the ovas and it is that's that is the large message is that hey it's a cycle like you know it it, and and the process of a cycle means that there is an end but that end will become a beginning and you know in in all that stuff um, and I think it's really well done. And another thing, like the the biggest thing with Wolf's Rain that I've seen, you know, like this thing, this series came out in 2003. So it's been around for what, 18 years now? Gosh, that dates. Um, that makes me realize that I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, 2003, 2004. <laughs> but uh, one of the big things is just like the the soundtrack when like the soundtrack during the episodes is just I'm I struggle to find something that does as good of a job as Wolf's Rain does with the the emotion of the music matching what's actually going on. Like they all they have it almost perfect lockstep. I feel with the tone and the atmosphere. And what's actually happening mm-hmm. on the sh- on on the screen? Uh, it's just they, and and even even the oddities of the genres that they choose, like it, it works. Like I don't, like you can't mm-hmm. quite put your finger on it, but it just it really does actually work pretty well. It's just there are choices that they make that are so jarring from what you expect. <laughs> yes, that's what yes. bugs the snot out of me. <laughs> is like, I'm not expecting to get like this little. It's not like hokey, but there's like the there's a weird like rock piece yep. in the middle of it, yep. and I'm like, I know what you're that talking. is not no. I I disapprove of this. This is not how this is not I how my brain works this. with. But uh, I I I don't know. I understand the choices behind it. I don't agree with them, but I'm also one who likes Ruby, and I like right. yeah. The, the musical choices that they made for Ruby or even for later se- seasons of RVB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, some of their musical they, choices. When they finally decided to become serious. Yes. <laughs> when they finally gave up on the, we're going to make this machinima and just actually animate the whole thing. <laughs> but no, um, one of the things that it did interest me pretty early on which is basically the main reason that i was like okay i'll watch this is one of my favorite voice actors plays a character in it oh really crispin crispin freeman actually the voice of winston from overwatch Mm -hmm. plays sume oh in the english version okay Mm -hmm. 
because I did I did watch it in the English version. <sighs> I'll accept it. I know, I know. I am. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Noob like, when it comes to it. Well, no, it's you know, and like I don't even really. I don't even really. It's not like a strong thing. I I prefer subtitles. Sure. Um, but that's because I watch everything with subtitles, like like especially now with a with a kid um mm-hmm. like when when he was little i watched everything on my headphones and i had subtitles because we didn't want to wake him up but like even right. before then i've always <clears throat> i've always preferred subtitles so like watching anime for me was not i i just the sub version you get i, I it's like the emotion is different i don't know i've tried to watch dub and it just is off. Like I don't know why, but it just feels like there's they're missing like half a beat. It it seems um, is the best way I can explain it. So for me, it's just always it's always been just easy to watch the subtitle. I've actually I sure. actually I have gotten to the point now where I'm just like, oh, they don't have subtitle. Netflix does it every now and then. They're like, this is the dub version. I'm like, this isn't. No, no, give me the subtitles. Like. Give me the original trend. Give me the original audio. We don't have it. All right. Well, I'm not watching it then. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched an anime in the original. Okay. You should try it. Yeah. It's kind of like watching an old Japanese movie with dubs and you I start mean, understanding. Wa- yeah. It's like, Godzilla. You, yeah, you start understanding why <laughs> that joke makes so much sense. They have a oh, lot more word sounds than the English. Sure, does. yeah. Like, <laughs> I've watched some of the old Godzilla movies in the original language, uh. but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's no. And, there are some really great English dub actors there out are. there. They have got, and they have that, gotten a lot better. <laughs> they have yes. gotten significantly better. Oh man. Yep. All right, so so overall, though, it wasn't a horrible torture session. No, no, not at all. That's all. Just the good. music. Just the, no, I'm kidding. Just, <laughs> just the part you like. I won't. I, no. I won't tell Katie you said that. That's fine. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't torturous or anything like that. It was something I did have to kind of force myself into the first couple right, of episodes. Right. But once the story actually started picking up, it was a lot a lot easier to actually get hooked into mm-hmm. it. It's just real rough when you're going in and it's especially if it's not something that yeah, with it. especially if something is it's like especially for people who haven't really who aren't really big on anime. Like, you know, it's one right. of those things where this is definitely one of those series that you probably should watch after you've gotten through, you know, what what Fruits I refer what yeah or... what I've referred to as the intro animes is like Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z or you know something like so at least you have like a general idea of like oh there's a lot of over the top screaming sometimes like yeah that's <laughs> that is a thing um, it, the the thing that always cracks me up about certain animes is they play stereotypes <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Like, Sume is a stereotype. Yes. He is the tough guy. He, that, like, he is the tough guy who doesn't, he's the lone wolf. Like, that is him. There's no subtlety <laughs> to his character. 
that's something that bugs the snot out of me with a lot of now not not all animes do this but like they tend to have these very very clear-cut this is the role they're playing this is the character they're fitting um uh not kibo but the uh tobo tobo yeah the the youngest the puppy puppy yeah like he's he's the kid yeah he plays a kid that is his role and he behaves like a child through the entire thing oh my gosh there's not there's some growth i so want to make you watch um sayuke because it's so (laughs) Sayuke is the anime version of the Legend of the Monkey King. Uh-huh. <laughs> 100% what you just talked about. Like, 100%. They are all, like, each of them is their stereotype, and they are their stereotype. Like, that is, that that's them. They do not cross channels. They are just their stereotype. But it works. It works, but it's still, it's. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's, hey, um, I I got yeah. you through an anime that didn't wasn't torturous, so I I'll chalk that up to a victory. Uh huh. I don't I don't know how to end. Yeah, I don't think we've decided this. how to end this. Have you gotten one that That's you okay. have? Have we gotten an idea for the next one? Because I think the next one's your turn. My turn to torture you. Yeah. Um. Well, if we want to stick with like a watching type thing. I'm going to have you watch the first season of Ruby. Okay, I think I watched I think I've watched it. The weird thing about Ruby is okay, so on that note, the weird thing about Ruby is mm-hmm. is it clear cut on the seasons? I can't remember. It's been a yes. while. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay. I can do yep, that. Yep, there's a there's a Ruby season 1, Ruby season 2. Um Ruby season 3, I believe we're up to 4 at this point, but I'll have you like the first season of Ruby and get your take on that. Cause I know that I'm not the only person who enjoys FFC or is part of FFC who has been wanting you to watch that. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no pressure. It's not, it's not orchid. Yeah. No pressure. I don't know if orchids watched it. I don't know if but... orchids watch Ruby either. I know. I know there's I a couple of people who really enjoy Ruby. Yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right. Well, um, Yeah. So that's the end. I don't know how to end All right. this. I can end it my normal way is just goodbye. Radio.net.